to Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. So the dangers of candida. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. During the next, eh, give or take, 40 to 60 minutes, we will discuss everything you need to know about candida overgrowth and the natural ways to heal your gut. I'm Dr. Trish Murray, physician, best-selling author, and the Health Catalyst speaker. If you have any questions again during our time together, please feel free to post them at any time in the chat box and I'll answer them at the end of the presentation. So what is candida? Our bodies host a variety of organisms, including bacteria, viruses, and fungus and yeast. Candida is a species of yeast. It is normally found in small amounts in the mouth, the digestive tract, or on your skin. When present in small amounts, the body still thrives. However, in the right environment, yeast can multiply and grow out of control and lead to a condition called candidiasis. You see, any word in medicine, a, con a diagnosis that ends in S-I-S, -S, either osis or, or candidiasis, A-S-I-S, means that it's a condition. So according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there are over 20 species of candida yeasts that can cause infection in humans, the most common of which is candida albicans. Now, there are three types of candidiasis or conditions of candida overgrowth that typically occur in different parts of the body. Number one is candida infections of the mouth, the throat, or the esophagus. All of these are called thrush. And you may have heard of that. It also can be called oro pharyngeal candidiasis. Again, big medical word, but basically oral means mouth, the oral cavity. Pharynx means the back of the throat. So oropharyngeal candidiasis, a condition of candida overgrowth throughout your oral cavity. The second place on the body or area where we can develop overgrowth of candida is vaginal candidiasis in women. And the third is actually invasive candidiasis, which occurs when candida species enter the bloodstream and actually can spread throughout the body. Now, some common species of candida, again, the most common is candida albicans, but some others that are out there and that we'll be talking about uh, in this presentation are candida tropicalis, Candida glabrata, Candida paracelosis, Candida crucae, and Candida lucitanae. Now, don't try and say those over again or 10 times fast by any means, but there are many different kinds of Candida. But again, the most common is Candida albicans. And Candida albicans is the species responsible for about 50% of all candidiasis occurrences. It is opportunistic in nature, meaning that this yeast will seize the opportunity to overgrow and wreak havoc in various parts of your body. The environments in which candida albicans thrive include, one, a compromised immune system. And you're gonna hear me say that numerous times about candidiasis that a compromised immune system sets a person up for the overgrowth of candida. Another environment is low counts of bacteria, beneficial bacteria. 
meaning that we all have a microbiome and the microbiome should have um, the most beneficial bacteria that we possibly can that we live in a good relationship with. But low counts of beneficial bacteria can be due to antibiotic overuse, high stress levels, excessive sugar intake, and hormonal imbalances. Now, untreated candida albicans overgrowth can lead to systemic infections via the bloodstream, creating an environment of numerous disease processes to occur. Now, some of the common symptoms that someone would have that has a candidiasis that's sort of spread through, the, through many parts of the body include fatigue, bloating, flatulence or, or gas, anxiety, depression, chronic vaginal, well, chronic vaginitis or inflammation of the vaginal cavity, itchy skin, impaired memory, poor concentration, and foggy brain. Candida tropicalis is noted as the second most common species and is believed to be responsible for up to 30% of candida bloodstream infections. Overgrowth of this species has also been linked with nervous system disorders resulting in depression, anxiety, headaches, and memory loss. So folks, make sure you note that anxiety and depression could be related to an overgrowth of something like a yeast, like candida, or other types of infections. It's not always just related to the brain itself. It's, it can be a, an effect of an infectious process. Individuals most susceptible to overgrowth of this type of candida, tropicalis, include people with diabetes, leukemias, and lymphomas. This type of overgrowth usually occurs in the gastrointestinal tract and on the skin. The most common side effects include diarrhea, excess gas, stomach cramps, and skin irritations, including relentless itching, eczema-type rashes, and hives. This species of candida is becoming actually more resistant to antifungal drugs, making it more and more difficult to treat. The next form, Candida glabrata, according to the National Institute for Health, mucosal and systemic infections caused by Candida glabrata have increased significantly due to the growing use of immunosuppressive agents or drugs. This species is responsible for an, anywhere from 10 to 30% of candida infections and can cause oral thrush. Now thrush can affect anyone. However, it's most frequent among babies, toddlers, older adults, and of course, people with immune deficiencies. Left untreated, Thrush can spread to other parts of the body, including the lungs and the liver of those who are immunocompromised. Next, candida paracelosis. Candida paracelosis is involved in up to 30% of candida infections, including nail and tissue infections, as well as fungal blood infections. Symptoms are most common among immune impaired people and include severe flu-like symptoms, chronic fatigue, and systemic infection. This species has actually a high resistance to antimicrobial drugs and has even become a cause of concern in European hospitals. Now these two species of yeast are more rare with each only accounting for approximately 1% of candidiasis. 
The first one, Candida crusae, is usually associated with infant diarrhea and some, sometimes systemic candidiasis. Candida lucitinae has been linked to several cases of candidemia blood infection, as well as systemic candidiasis, including sepsis and pyelonephritis. Pyelonephritis is a potentially serious kidney infection. Now that's a lot of information about some very specific species of candida, but now let's start talking about well, what, what causes candida overload? And there are many reasons that yeast can grow out of control in the body. And if you had a chance to see one of the first emails we sent, you already know maybe that there are three major contributors in the food world. One is beer, another is sugar, and that probably put at the top of the list. And another is actually can be kombucha tea. Now other factors include and that can lead to overgrowth of, of candida are taking antibiotics because they're gonna, the antibiotics are gonna kill the good bacteria and make an imbalance in your microbiome and then allow the bacteria, the bad bacteria to possibly, and the bad yeast to become more the prominent you know, gangs in the neighborhood of your microbiome. Another thing that will promote candida is eating a diet high in sugar and refined carbohydrates. High alcohol intake, again, a weakened immune system. Actually taking oral contraceptives can put someone at an increased risk of candida overgrowth, most likely due to establishing an, a different balance within the hormones. Diabetes puts someone's at common risk or increased risk for candida. And of course, we've mentioned earlier, high stress levels. Now gut health is a major influencer of various illnesses. Let's take a look at what it means to have a healthy gut microbiome. Now folks, there are around 100 trillion I did just say 100 trillion good bacteria that live in and on our bodies. We are way outnumbered by the bacteria that live in and on our bodies, most of which can be found in the gut. In fact, our gut is swarming with all sorts of microbes and various bacteria. And it's not just bacteria, folks. It's yeast, it's fungus, it's viruses. They're supposed to be there. But again, a healthy gut has a balance between the good guys and the bad guys. And the good guys are beneficial bacteria and other microorganisms that help enhance health, such as probiotics. Now, it should also be noted that a healthy balance is considered to be a balance of 85% of the good guys and only 15% of let's say the bad guys. So the beneficial bacteria is needed to help the body break down food to absorb nutrients. Though when our gut is out of balance, the bad bacteria or other bad microbes coming from various sources of such as food, environmental toxins and even stress take advantage and they multiply quickly causing the wrong gang to become, to run the neighborhood and therefore possibly cause harm to the body. Now there are many signs your body may be suffering from candida overgrowth. And this is a pretty extensive list. So, so let's take a look at this. Things can include one, a persistent and intense sugar craving. You have to realize folks that if you have a candida overgrowth or even some other bacterial or other yeast overgrowth, those bugs don't just, they're not totally dormant. They are in us and on us and can have an effect on us. So if you want to stay away from sugar, but you can't seem to do it, you have this intense craving and no matter what you do, you, you feel like you have to have some, that could be the yeast. 
talking rather than your brain, if you will, talking. Another one is cravings for processed carbs, such as bread, pasta, and pastries, which of course would go along with brain fog. Also anxiety or depression, mood swings and irritability. Again, we mentioned earlier vaginal yeast infections with itching, swelling, and even vaginal discharge. Current urinary tract infections, especially obviously for women, recurrent urinary tract infections is not uncommon thing. And one of the top things that could be causing it is an overgrowth and an imbalance of the microbiome and the wrong bugs, particularly candida is running the neighborhood. Another symptom is poor focus and concentration. Another is developing food sensitivities and food intolerances. So if you eradicate the imbalance of your microbiome, maybe some of these food sensitivities or intolerances would go away and be resolved. So that's a whole nother reason to identify food sensitivities and to treat your microbiome optimally and to see if food sensitivities go get better. If you have a white coating on your tongue, when you look in the mirror and you stick your tongue out, if it looks somewhat white, even if it's a slight whiteness, that can be a sign that you have an overgrowth of candida in your system. We're not done yet with the list. Digestive issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, mucus in your stool. Skin issues such as acne, eczema, or psoriasis could be related to a candida overgrowth. Itchy ears, low libido, unexplained fatigue and exhaustion, skin or nail fungal infections could be related to candida. It's not always candida though, folks. There's other funguses out there like tinea that can cause athletes, athlete's foot, toenail uh, infections, or even in, more in males, of course, jock itch and those types of things. That's not typically candida, it's, a, it's another fungus. Uh, but again, it's an overgrowth of one. Another symptom or sign could be canker sores and of course, flu-like symptoms. Now, worsening of symptoms will happen in cold and damp or humid environments. Two of which, these two conditions encourage candida to spread and to grow, which can aggravate all of your existing symptoms. So that's quite a list. So let's talk about some of the common conditions that are associated with a candidiasis, an over, a definitive overgrowth of candida. So again, first of all, oral thrush. Yeast overgrowth in the mouth can cause white, bumpy lesions, redness, and pain in the mouth and throat. Severe cases can spread to the esophagus and cause pain or difficulty swallowing. Having a weakened immune system is what puts someone at risk for these severe levels of oral thrush. Another common condition of candidiasis is tiredness and fatigue. These are among the most common symptoms for several reasons. Nutritional deficiencies such as vitamin B6, essential fatty acids and magnesium usually accompany, meaning that you have a deficiency in these if you have candidiasis. Again, infections are common when the immune system is impaired. Again, recurring genital and urinary tract infections. While men can get yeast infections, much less common than the estimated 75% of women who experience at least one vaginal yeast infection in their lifetime. But recurring infections can be a result of candida overgrowth. Next, dige digestive issues. When the balance between, again, the good and bad bacteria is impaired, you can experience digestive issues, including constipation, diarrhea, nausea, gas, cramps, and bloating. So if someone has symptoms of IBS, it could possibly be due to, again, an imbalanced microbiome and an overgrowth of candida. This is why in the GI protocol that I recommend people go on, 
we work at affecting the, the gut and the GI tract from many different levels. The one thing that's involved in my GI protocol that I put many people on as a foundational step for gut health is to cycle through some antimicrobial herbs. Different antimicrobial herbs such as oregano oil or caprylic acid or grapefruit seed extract. When you cycle through these, like taking a bottle of one and then a bottle of another, another, the next month, let's say, and then a bottle of another. So over three, four, five months, you cycle through these different antimicrobial herbs. You're eradicating the candida. You're eradicating some of the other bad guys. And if you change your diet and you go on a probiotics as well, and a pro yeast called Sarcomyces boulardii, that's a really good yeast. So it's more of a pro yeast like a probiotic. These types of steps in a GI protocol, again, over a number of months, can start to change the ecosystem of your gut, promote the right balance of your microbiome, and cure you of candidiasis and maybe even your IBS symptoms. Now, your gut is not the only place where you can develop micro, you know, an imbalance of your microbiome. Your sinuses is another place. And sinus infections that are long-lasting chronic sinus infections are believed to be caused by fungi. Antibiotics are commonly prescribed for sinus infections. However, and many times they're ineffective because it isn't caused by a bacteria, but it may be caused by a yeast or a fungus. And then the last category I want to talk about, of course, of candidiasis is the skin and nail fungal infections. Skin is naturally covered in bacteria to prevent candida from growing uncontrollably. However, many products we put on our skin contain antibacterial ingredients. And some of these, if you use them too much, will disrupt the natural balance of beneficial bacteria. So itching and a visible rash are the most common symptoms of skin fungal infections. So what are some other illnesses linked to candida? Research has found that an overgrowth of candida is associated with several diseases of the gastrointestinal tract, including leaky gut syndrome, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Now, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, if people are familiar with those, are considered in the category of inflammatory bowel diseases. And that's very interesting that there may be an underlying cause in those inflammatory bowel diseases that might be linked to a candida overgrowth. Another disease process linked to candida is eczema. Another one is autism. And finally, also fibromyalgia can be linked to candida. And of course, one I haven't mentioned yet is cancer. Researchers have known for years now that bacterial and viral infections cause several types of cancer. Current research is examining the link between cancer and fungal overgrowth. And many believe there is a direct connection sometimes between cancer and candida. Let's take a little closer look at this. There was a Nobel laureate, Dr. Johannes Feiberger of Denmark, who proved the connection between cancer and fungal overgrowth when he fed a parasitic larvae, basically a parasitic kind of worm carrying, carrying cockroaches to healthy rats in 1913. And so when they did that, those rat, rats developed an increased incidence of cancer, showing this direct link. Another research is that a comprehensive study published in 1950 by, by Lackanau Hospital Research Institute and the Institute of Cancer Research revealed findings of fungi present in virtually all cancer tumors they examined. Now, of course, you have to ask yourself, does that mean that was the cause of the cancer, or does that mean that cancerous, cancerous tumors may be susceptible 
to an overgrowth of candida? Hmm. You have to ask yourself that question. Now, the coexistence of cancer and candidiasis has been also well documented over the years. In fact, Dr. Tulio Simoncini, author of a book called Cancer is a Fungus. That's his book, Cancer, title again is Cancer is a Fungus. Points out that at the most basic level, cancer and yeast fungus have very similar, if not identical characteristics, such as both cancer and candida feed on sugar. Both grow and reproduce only in an anaerobic, meaning a low oxygen environment. Both need an acidic environment to survive. And when you probe cancer cells within the human body, they appear white in color and uneven in texture, which is just like yeast. Dr. Simoncini stated in his book that candida, candida is found in about 97 to 98% of cases of cancerous tumors in humans. Discover movement will enhance your mobility, build strength, improve balance, and enable you to move with confidence and ease. To register, please visit our Discover Health online shop at members.discoverhealthfmc.com. Now, Candida albicans in particular has a huge affinity for glucose, meaning Candida organisms need sugars like glucose, fructose, and sucrose to provide them with energy in order to grow. Additionally, sugar enables the Candida yeast cells to switch to their more destructive fungal form. This results in faster growing candida leading to leaky gut syndrome. Some re researchers firmly believe the rise of cancer rates over the last 80 years could be due to the modern carbohydrate-rich diet. Processed white sugar, refined flour, high fructose corn syrup, and other foods with high glycemic counts feed the yeast fungus, causing it to grow rapidly. This leads to a disruption in the normal healthy balance of good and bad flora, lowering your immune response. So as we've already illustrated, yeast overgrowth is linked to poor immune function. When combined with increases in refined sugar consumption, it's no wonder we are so sick. Now in 2011, a study found that carbohydrates were indispensable both for cellular growth and for the transition into fungal form. Depriving the candida of its food source, sugar, can slow its growth and prevent that transition from happening. This means reducing sugar intake can drastically improve overall gut health. So let's take a look at other methods of correcting candida. Now your diet is a surefire way to improve conditions in your gut. What you feed the bugs that live in your gut and live in symbiotic relationship with you will determine what bugs will thrive and which ones won't. So it makes sense that the foods we eat and the diet we fuel our body with will determine whether we have a healthy microbiome or an unhealthy microbiome. So experts in digestive health have authored, the two people, Lisa Richards and Dr. Eric Wood, have authored the Ultimate Candida Diet Program, which provides a number of recommended foods to eat and avoid to help combat candida. So let's look at some of these. 
first of all, foods to eat more of, like the slide says. First, non-starchy vegetables, such as artichokes, broccoli, celery, eggplant, kale, onions, spinach, zucchini, and of course, many more. Next, low sugar fruits. Low sugar fruits would include things like avocado, lemons and limes, and let's say oranges, and how about olives? Next, non-glutinous grains. So you don't really wanna be eating glutinous grains, but non-glutinous grains that have less sugar would be things that are beneficial would be buckwheat, millet, oat bran, quinoa, and teff. Healthy proteins like salmon or eggs or herring. Some dairy products, if you are, and again, each one of these lists is if you do not have a sensitivity to that type of food. So if you're not sensitive to dairy products, dairy-based kefir or a dairy-based yogurt because of the probiotics. However, remember, you can eat yogurt that is not based on dairy. You could eat a almond-based yogurt or a cashew-based yogurt or a coconut-based yogurt, and it's still a probiotic. Next, the good foods would be low mold nuts and seeds like almonds, flax seeds, and hazelnuts. The categories continue, guys. Herbs, spices and condiments, apple cider vinegar, basil, cloves, paprika, rosemary are all beneficial. Next, healthy fats and oils, flaxseed oil, olive oil and sesame oil, even avocado oil would be great. Sweeteners that are um, substitutes for cane sugar, meaning sweeteners that do not increase your, that are not a true sugar, that do not increase your, your glucose level. So sweeteners like stevia, but you may wanna consider making sure you're using an organic stevia. The other is monk fruit. Monk fruit is a natural uh, sweetener, but it does not increase your glucose level at all. It actually can be utilized on a ketogenic diet. So if you're not familiar with monk fruit, definitely look into it. Fermented foods, like again, kefir, olives, and sauerkraut. And actually folks, drinks like chicory coffee, and herbal teas are beneficial and do not increase yeast overgrowth. <clears throat> so let's reverse now or, or look at the other side of the coin and look at foods to avoid if you're concerned about candida overgrowth. Right off the bat, folks, high sugar fruits. Dried fruits like dates or raisins would be off the list because they when you dry a fruit, it exponentially increases the concentration of sugar in that fruit. Bananas, or even folks, this is sort of a tip. If you look at a piece of fruit and it is colored on the outside, but when you peel it or bite into it, it's white on the inside, that makes its sugar content higher, its glycemic index higher, and therefore it would be a higher sugar fruit. So bananas, apples, pears would be fit this category. Fruit juices, folks, are extremely concentrated and should not should be avoided. Or if you're gonna have some, only have like a quarter of a glass of juice and the rest water with ice, so you're diluting it significantly. Grapes are also a high sugar fruit. Grains such that are glutinous, such as barley, rye, and wheat should be avoided. Meats like pork and lunch meats, like, you know, cuts, would put you at, should be avoided if you're concerned about candida overgrowth. Fish like tuna and swordfish should be avoided. Some dairy products like cheese and milk should be avoided. 
Nuts that are more uh, susceptible to mold, so moldy nuts and seeds. And some of the most highly mold-related nuts are cashews, peanuts, and pistachios. Condiments, folks, like ketchup and mustard and things like that have added sugars, so be careful of those. Refined and processed vegetable oils should be avoided. Sugar, pure sugar like cane sugar and sugar substitutes that, do, that are not the ones I listed before should be avoided. Caffeinated and sugary drinks should be avoided and also alcohol should be avoided. Now, many of you may have heard of one of the functional medicine gurus, Dr. Josh Axe. He offers two methods of doing a candida cleanse. So if you are really concerned tonight listening to this and you're like, wow, I think I have a candida overgrowth and I really need to do something about it. You could look up Dr. Josh Axe and his candida cleanse. And also remember at the end, we list for you some of the resources that I've used to put this talk together. But Dr. Axe's uh, candida cleanse helps the body get rid of excess candida by flushing it out of the digestive tract. And there are actually two options that I'll list here. Option one is actually doing a liquid only cleanse. So what you would do is you would make a vegetable broth. You would make this broth by simmering together organic onions, garlic, celery, kale, sea salt, and purified water. And you would drink this for one to two days, drink only the broth and a, lots of clean water throughout the day. And then this could be repeated a few weeks later or as a jump start, or you could do this in the beginning like a two day broth cleanse, liquid cleanse as a jump start for the next option, option two. And what option two is, is over a period of anywhere from three to five days, you are going to eliminate all sugars, fruits, starches, and alcohol from your diet. You will be eating mostly steamed vegetables and be drinking plenty of water. Avoid all starchy vegetables, which may contribute to sugar levels and feed the candida, such as you know, higher carbohydrate vegetables like carrots, beets, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, and radishes. You will want to eat bitter greens topped with coconut oil and apple cider vinegar. These are recommended during this time. Now there are antifungal drugs are commonly prescribed for candida. However, many strains are known to be resistant to these drugs. So instead, natural supplements can be helpful. Coconut oil. Coconut oil folks contains different types of acid. One is called lauric acid. The other one is called caprylic acid. And these acids can effectively kill off harmful candida and harmful other bacteria. Another supplement to consider is milk thistle. Milk thistle provides a great cleanse to the liver from medications, environmental pollutions, and also heavy metals. Next, vitamin C will help give the immune system a boost and to be able to promote it to eradicate and promote better balance in your microbiome. Next, clove oil, oregano oil, and myrrh oil are great options to kill fungi, including candida. Additionally, lavender oil also inhibits the growth of candida and is effective at preventing the spread of the candida infection. Next, something called betonite clay. Betonite clay can be taken as a supplement and it draws out impurities from the body and is packed with minerals, including calcium, magnesium, silica, sodium, 
copper, iron, and potassium. So that can be, you know, learned quite a bit about how to use betonite clay to promote minerals, but also eradicate impurities in the body. Probiotic supplements can reduce candida growth and protect against infection. And again, there is a form of a um, supplement that is not just a probiotic, but is a pro-yeast. And I'll talk about that again in just a moment. Now, probiotics fight candida by restoring balance in the gut, in, which then promotes the right gangs of bacteria in order to inhibit the yeast overgrowth and help maintain stomach acidity. Probiotic supplements come in different ranges of bacteria. And generally, the higher the count of bacteria, the better. So probiotics are dosed typically by how many billions of colonies of bacteria are in each capsule. The typical doses can range anywhere from in the millions up to 100 in the billions and up to 100 billion. So it depends on how many you're taking and again, in a capsule. And again, the higher the level, the better. Soil-based probiotics generally have lower counts, but are more resilient and have better survival rates through the gut. Now the bacteria strains to look for are ones such as Lactobacillus acidophilus, and Bifidobacteria bifidum. Basically, the, the, the families of Lactobacillus and the families of Bifidobacteria are the prominent probiotics that you'll see out there on any of the labels of any probiotics you read. Both of these bacteria have been well researched and have been shown to enhance immune function and reduce the duration of candida overgrowth. But again, folks, probiotics are only bacteria and they are not yeast. There is a species of yeast called Sarcomyces boulardii. And again, don't try and say that 10 times fast, but Sarcomyces boulardii is a pro-yeast that when taken as a supplement can help to promote the better balance in the microbiome and compete against the candida so that you would eradicate possibly a candida overgrowth. And I always include Sarcomyces boulardii in any of my GI protocols that I put folks on. So what are the five steps to natural treatment of getting rid of or eradicating a overgrowth of candida? Step number one, starve the yeast by cutting out sugar and yeast containing foods. Step two, break down and kill the yeast overgrowth with natural oils that we've listed. Step three, repopulate your gut with good bacteria and good yeast, supplements and probiotic foods. Fermented foods are great for repopulating the gut with good bacteria. Some examples of probiotic fermented foods include kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir. And again, folks, if you have a dairy sensitivity, you can make or purchase water kefir rather than a, a dairy-based kefir. Yogurt, and again, I've mentioned, of course, yogurt doesn't have to be dairy-based. You can buy almond-based yogurt, coconut-based yogurt, and so on. And of course, another option would be coconut water, because remember coconut has the lauric acid and that caprylic acid in it. So drinking coconut water could also help. Step four, help the body's natural detox defense with liver cleansing supplements such as milk thistle. And finally, number five, get plenty of sleep and avoid unnecessary stress. This may be a good time to try some stress-reducing techniques such as deep breathing exercises, yoga, or meditation. Now remember folks, if you haven't looked already, 
we do have on my website, discoverhealthfmc.com, just under on the homepage, just under my image, a movement program called Discover Health Movement Membership. And you can get classes that you can do from anywhere. You don't have to leave your home. It's all online and they're all, you can do them live online as a member or you can do them recordings. You get a yoga class, you get a self-myofascial release class and you get a movement for longevity class. So if you're looking for movement programs to help reduce stress, improve your strength, your balance and your overall health, this could be an option to help you improve and as one of these steps such as step five. Now also, if you are looking for a detox program to follow along with a GI protocol to heal your gut, I've mentioned my GI protocol, I also have a detox program. And I mentioned I, many times as a foundational step to heal the gut and to eradicate things like a candidiasis overgrowth, I suggest people do my Detox Plus program and my GI protocol at the same time. So if you are interested in this, all you need to do is go to my website, discoverhealthfmc.com, and then follow any of the links to the shop of the website to find my Detox Plus program, and everything will be explained there. This is a five-week program to cleanse the body with a comprehensive elimination diet while also taking a protocol of supplements that include things like probiotics, the Sarcomyces boulardii, which is a pro-yeast, the antimicrobial herbs that I mentioned like caprolic acid, oregano oil, and grapefruit seed extract, digestive enzymes, and L-glutamine. L-glutamine heals the mucus lining of your intestines to help heal leaky gut. This program provides you with a guidebook full of educational information and a ton of recipes, as well as five videos to guide you to success in healing your gut and eradicating candida overgrowth. So we've covered a ton of information here, folks. So if you feel you need more help along your healing path, please realize that a functional medicine professional can help you every step of the way from testing for candida to treating symptoms and maintaining good health. And as you may have guessed by now, functional medicine professionals are trained in treating the whole person, not just the illness, and by creating a doctor-patient partnership, functional medicine will personalize a plan that's right for you as an individual. And we at Discover Health Functional Medicine Center even offer the option of a free, I did just say free, 30-minute introductory phone conversation with me or one of my staff so that you can see if you would be the right fit to work with us. To schedule this, just go to my website, discoverhealthfmc.com, and right at the very home page, right at next to my image on the, the home page of the website, there's a link to schedule your free conversation. Finally, as I typically do, we will post in our Discover Health Facebook group tomorrow a list of the resources that were used to put this presentation together. Now, if you are not already a member of our Discover Health Facebook group, all you do is go to Facebook, search for Discover Health Functional Medicine Center's face business Facebook page, and right on the business's Facebook page, you can request to join our group, the Discover Health Facebook group. And as a member, you get numerous helpful tip, tips and gems each week, and you can ask questions there as well. Our health coach, Trish Chappett, oversees our Discover Health Facebook group, and she does an awesome job. So again, tomorrow, if, you, if you're already a member, then make sure you check for our list of resources. And if you aren't already a member, make sure you go and join our Facebook group as soon as possible.
So thank you all for taking the time to join me today. We love helping people feel better. And if you think of a question, please feel free to post it in our Discover Health Facebook group or go to the website, discoverhealthfmc.com and follow any of the links to ask a question through that avenue. That was a lot of information. Hopefully it was helpful. And I really appreciate folks in joining me in this monthly webinar, which then becomes a podcast. And of course, everyone that's registered will get a copy of uh, the information as well. Coach Drift, so much info might be helpful to remind people that we do turn it into a blog post so that they can read it later if needed. Absolutely. Folks, we, this becomes, every webinar I give every month also becomes a podcast that you could listen to again, or we also transcribe it. So if you feel more comfortable reading material than listening to it, or you get more out of it and you can look at the words, please check out my podcast. Or, and on my website, discoverhealthfmc.com, if you go to the health library, everything in my health library is free. And the link to the podcast is right there. And you can um, read the transcriptions right off that page in the podcast in the health library of the website. So thank you all for joining us tonight. I'm going to sign off. So I hope you've enjoyed this and we'll see you next month on the next Discover Health webinar. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live and play as long as you want.